Last I saw, he had 85 saves. Yeah. I don't know what he finished with. That's what he finished at. You you missed the one right before the goal then. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. It was the most shots in an NHL game. 151 shots for both teams. Unbelievable. Scored 10 and a half minutes into the fifth overtime period. Seth, Seth Jones played 65 minutes. 65 minutes. minutes. <laughs> right on. All right, whenever you're ready. <laughs> okay. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LeFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. You weren't working yesterday, were you, Ben? Yes, I was. You were. How hot was it? Was it brutal or what? <laughs> Buddy, we were in, well, we wound up putting off, doing what we put off on Monday. So, yeah, I was spent most of the day or most uh, all of the afternoon, actually, uh, in the middle of a parking lot that has been uh, resurfaced with crushed asphalt in a giant sea container, like those big cans. Mm. It was a little warm. So hell, basically, you were in yes. hell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was and moving furniture within those. Ca- it was. Yeah. It was. It was a little warm. <laughs> it's a primitive version of a microwave, basically. A little warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ben was Ben was basically like a like a meatloaf, like a hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I would do anything for AC. It yeah, was. So, it was fucking hot. So we, we, we ended up missing our, our episode yesterday. Um, just, I mean, it, it happens, you know. You, we, we're, we've been doing it every day, so, so sometimes it just doesn't line up. There's no, no real story other well, than that. Well, let's, um, let's just be, uh, call a spade a spade. Wealthy gadabout Mark Lefebvre had yeah. to go out to his uh, summer home for the evening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you saw it, you'd be like, yeah, summer home. <laughs> out to the beach house. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. I, I didn't realize how much, how much time I truly have in the morning morning um right I was just like fucking twiddling my thumbs like mopping floors and shit like i was like what is going what i have four hours before i have to start work what the hell is going on here? why am i up yeah that's crazy i ate up all my data on Pornhub. <laughs> that'll do it um yeah, so let's get into some news. Uh, the, I might save this one for this one for last, actually, because I feel like it's going to be a good conversation starter. But um, some of this stuff is kind of bleed over from news from yesterday as well. Uh, a Hamilton man is facing stunt driving charges after doubling the speed limit uh, in Stony Creek. I don't know if you saw that story, but he was driving 121 kilometers an hour in 60. That's pretty. It's pretty fast. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fast. I mean, there's nothing outside of that. I mean, if you've been on the roads in any t- any capacity over the last couple months, you can tell how big of a jerk off. Like every, it's just I don't know what it is. I, I it's bizarre to me that everyone just seems to be driving like dicks all the time. I, it, I it's don't. Bizarre. I gotta be honest. I'm I'm probably the one amongst us who's not seen this. I mean, I read about people driving at insane speeds and like I I must be blessed or something because I don't see it. Well, I'm not seeing speed. Like I'm seeing like just people just not signaling, cutting people off, driving aggressively. I, yesterday I had, I, I was driving out to Mississauga and, uh, I don't know. I, I had like three or four cars just veering into my lane. Like one really? of them was a semi truck. People are just fucking off the, off, people are just dropping the ball left and right. It's pretty insane. 
You know, it was um, nice. Wow. It was nice like uh, three, three and a half months ago when you'd go out for a drive and there was fucking nobody on the road. <laughs> Every Wasn't day is nice? like a post-apocalyptic world. Like, oh, I'm the only I'm the only car on Main Street. Yeah. So yesterday, um, Ontario reported just 33 new cases of COVID-19. And that's the lowest lowest number since March 18th, and it went with zero deaths. So there's a lot of progress there. Good. I did read a little bit that that it's the the numbers somewhat affected by a miscount um, from Toronto. Uh, they they so so it might actually be 30 or so cases higher in that day um but they they had to they subtracted 33 because they they overreported earlier in the week um but i mean it's still encouraging zero deaths is always great and and it, and if we're if we're hitting numbers that we were hitting back in march i mean that's that's fucking progress as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. um so that's really nice uh there's a, a a prominent Niagara doctor. I guess he seems to be one of the most uh, the 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 he's spearheading kind of Niagara's response uh, to COVID nineteen. Uh, his name is Doctor Mustafa Hirji, uh, and he said that on Monday uh, it seems like most of the local cases in Niagara are being generated. Um, by social, small social gatherings, not so much anymore. It was, you know, you'd get people getting exposed, um, at, uh, healthcare facilities or long-term care homes and stuff like that. Uh, now it seems most of the cases that are popping up, I mean, Niagara saw five new cases on Monday, still not really that much. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, but, but they're definitely taking it seriously. Um, but it seems like a lot of those are coming from like barbecues and like, you know, Mm-hmm. No, nothing big like no, there's nothing like those like those anti-mask things or whatever mm. but you know family social family gatherings it seems like are, are a big um cause for the spread of cor- coronavirus which i guess is nice that you're not going to the grocery store and getting getting uh you know getting contracting it or whatever um Mark passed this one along. Uh, so there's a place, I never even knew that this place existed, Sesame Place <laughs> in Pennsylvania. It's basically a, a Sesame Street theme park. No way. Um, it sounds like my personal nightmare. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I grew up on that show as yeah. a little kid in the, in the mid-70s. Oh, my God. It was my parents' best babysitter, my dad, because it ran... Uh, six straight episodes from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Sundays on PBS without interruption from, you know, some old guy asking you for money. They just ran six straight episodes. And it was my my dad would get up with me, like plot me in front of the TV, turn it on and go back to bed till noon because I didn't need anything. I was like, (laughs) that was good. This is awesome. They were good. They were good then, too. eh? Like I. uh we try to buy like DVDs and stuff for the, for the girls up at the trailer, just so that, I mean, if it's a rainy day, they've got something to watch. And I actually was at Walmart and they had, I think it was the, the best 40 years of Sesame street or something like that. And I just looked at the back of the box and it had like the fawns and all these uh, guest stars that were, uh, that were on the show throughout the years. It's, it was, it was the, uh, the who's who for a while there. I mean, people that showed up on that show, you know, like hosting the Muppet show was kind of a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's cool. Yeah. It's impressive. They've, I mean, 40 years of anything is impressive, but uh, they, they've definitely, it was one of the biggest kids shows 
I don't yeah. know so much anymore because it's there's so, so different much now. competition. But yeah. Probably not the way it, it was now. If you watch yeah. it now, it's way it's way different. Like my my daughters still watch it every once in a while, but it doesn't it doesn't captivate them near the way it captivated me as a kid. Ask like, ask anyone my age, and they will say that Sesame Street was a major contributor to their learning, spelling, yeah. letters, the alphabet, counting, everything. One, two, three, Everything. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven twelve. 11, 12. <laughs> uh, so anyways. What um, happened at Sesame Place? <laughs> so uh, a 17-year-old employee of Sesame Place required surgery to repair an injured jaw and a broken tooth after they were punched in the face for telling someone to wear a face covering. Oh, my Christ. A 17-year-old. The incident happened on Sunday. Uh, and this again, Sesame Place theme park in Pennsylvania, and the couple fled the scene in New York license plates. That's pretty much all there is to know right now. I don't, I don't know that they've caught them. Maybe that's changed since it happened. But it, as far as I can see, it's, uh, you know, it, I don't. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. If you're, if, I can't believe they got away. Like you, you would think, especially in gun-loving America. First of all, it's amazing they didn't get shot. Secondly, like, why didn't anybody tackle him on the way out? Somebody must have saw whoever sucker punched this poor kid. Why didn't somebody jump this person? Jesus Christ. Well, one, yeah, of the, it's, it's one of the most disturbing parts of the story is that there's no reference to the couple having children. So it was just some fucking right. adult couple at Sesame Street land getting in a fight with the guy at the front door. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. I never even, I never even thought about that. Yeah, like I don't see like the couple insane. wrangled up their children, got them into the vehicle, and drove away. No, it just says the couple fucking sped away. Like, yeah. what, were you, what were you doing there? That's what I want to know. And they crossed the state line to do it. I mean, that's 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 <laughs> dedication to your day trip right there. <laughs> Yikes! Crossing straight lines to punch teenagers at children's theme parks. Exactly. To the fucking bingo card. Um, okay, one last thing, and I feel like this is going to spin off into a little bit more of a discussion okay. because it is COVID Wednesday. Um, and I know Mar Mark's been kind of, you know, itching to get this off his chest a little bit too. Schools. It right. seems like the closer and closer we get to um, the day of schools reopening, the more and more we find out how big of a clusterfuck it actually is. Um, very little planning, which is, you know, it's kind of, it, I, I don't know that it's strange because it seems like schools are always kind of a little bit behind the eight ball on things. I mean, it's such a huge, it's such a huge undertaking and there's so many, so many pieces in play, but it, it does kind of fly in the face of, of uh, some, some of the other, uh, it seems like so much of the other, other uh, COVID-19 procedures have been so, uh, planned out and, and orchestrated and, and, and whatnot. And then, you know, they just took a dump when, when it came time for schools. Uh, so there's, there's a couple things, hold on. There's a, there's a couple things just, just to, to prove the point here. Um, so school buses for, for one, uh, very little is known about the amount of buses that'll be needed, uh, mm -hmm. versus the amount that are available come back to school time so social distancing this is coming from an article on cbc so social distancing means less occupancy on buses which means more buses and more drivers obviously but as of right now it's unclear how many buses will actually be driving kids to school so we don't know how many there are going to be last year hamilton school boards were about 15 drivers short 
right? They have a hard time hiring bus drivers, and now they're going to need roughly double. Um, and that's you mean just there's drivers. a lack of people who want to drive a vehicle that contains 40 unsupervised children? Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. I, no. I just think of Chris Farley. I think of Chris Farley from... Uh, <laughs> from uh, Billy Madison. I'll turn this bus around right now. <laughs> and then and then another another um uh, added to them added to the top of the pile today uh this morning Hamilton Wentworth uh school board says that they're in need of roughly 76 million dollars to hire the 900 teachers needed to shrink classes to the recommended 15 size uh 15 children class sizes. Mm. So like we're we're less than a month out, right? And 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 you have all these glaring holes in the plan to resume schools, but no nobody's addressing them. It doesn't seem like. And um, there's there's is no it, yeah. Is it that is no it, one's addressing them, or is it just that this particular phenomenon within the COVID paradigm is the most the most complex? on how to do it. I mean, you know, with a grocery store, a grocery store is a grocery store. It doesn't matter where it is. It, it really, it's here's procedure on how you go grocery shopping. Here's a procedure on how to go to the mall. Here's a procedure for dining in that you can't stand up and mill around with your drink and blah, blah, blah. Those are all pretty simple, straightforward, easy to understand things. But the number of factors that go into school, including parenting and child supervision and do I have a babysitter and do, is my child a, a better learner uh, if in class? Uh, you know, where do we live specifically geographically? Are we in an area that's heavily affected in one that's not? There's a lot that goes into this. So I just I'm, I'm not saying that that's an excuse, but I, just to play devil's advocate, that this is one hell of a complex thing to plan going back to school. Very much so. I, and I think people need to you just you really have to be patient with. With the plan or the, the lack thereof, I'm hoping that in the next few weeks we see more. But uh, when I say being patient, I just mean being patient with other parents, because um, right. what, I, what I've discovered over the past uh, week or so of, of asking other parents and asking to the teachers that I that are in my life that I know what their thoughts are on uh, on back to school. Uh, what you'll discover is that the uh, the opinions are varied. Um, I've had people say like, man, if I if I work from home, there's no way I would send my kid to school. I would hold off at least for the first few weeks and see what uh, see what happens and then go from there. Um, I've also had parents say, yeah, no, I'm sending her on the first day and that's it. And there's not enough cases in Hamilton that I need to be concerned about this. And um, I've, ha I've had people go as far as saying that uh, the reason that some teachers don't want to go back in September is because they've enjoyed their time of getting paid full price for only working half the time. Um, oh, that's, yeah, oh, that's, that's the extremes. I suppose. Yeah, that's the extreme. And that's the thing. And you have to take all and believe me, it's difficult for me to do that. You have to take all of those things with uh, with a grain of salt and realize that everybody is going through a completely well, different situation. And like you said, Benny, like, I mean, some of the people it's like, yeah, I have to send my daughter back to school on the first day of school because I got to go to fucking work because I can't have my kid home anymore. I'm not a teacher. I can't teach my kid anymore. Like there's, there's a million different, uh, a million different situations going into this. And it's, uh, it's a shitty situation for a lot of parents. And I really wish, I mean, Chris said it like, I mean, with other parts of COVID, 
there's been like a plan, like a release, like a phase one, phase two, phase three. Why are there no phases to back to school? Hey, you know what? We're going to send kids, like especially little kids, three days a week. See how it goes for the first. Not fucking the way that they're going about it right now. It's like it's it's March 9th. Everything is closing down tomorrow. But today, everything is normal. And the other thing to consider, guys, is that. I mean, you know, we look at things like anti-mask protests, uh, you know, people saying that their liberties are being violated by having to wear a mask and so on and so forth. And even myself as a one of the as a low end mask advocate who is simply being compliant because I just have to. And what's the harm in slipping on a mask? My point is um, parenting is the one thing where adults demand amnesty. Don't tell me how to raise my kid. Don't tell me what's best for my kid. I mean, you have to take that into consideration. And because it's people's kids involved in going to school, there's going to be a lot more passion in the argument. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there's there's going to be whereas, you know, people who think the mask thing is kind of silly, but put one on just because they have to. When it gets being pushed to how to raise my kid and what I think is best for my kid, that's when people really get their backups backs up and understandably so. Hmm. That'll be an interesting thing to see, to play out. Actually, I, I never looked at it, at it from that angle, but you're right. I mean, you know, we've 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 gone into um, we we've gone into the vaccine debate for sure, and and we're not gonna I'm not gonna dredge that up now, but like you could just see how heated that is with 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 certain right. you know certain people um, believing that, and especially taking their kids out of school because they they don't believe that they should they they need to have vaccine, whatever you know, neither here nor there, but. Um, yeah, that that'll be interesting to see how that plays out when when school officially opens. The more the, the stuff that I'm talking about though, um, about a lack of the plan is like the fundamentals. Like like school buses is a fundamental, mm. unavoidable issue. So it's like I just don't know. Like like how do you not have that figured out yet? And and that's why I th- th- this is my prediction that by time the whole thing gets rolling in September, a month from now, less than a month from now. They'll be at home. I, I honestly, yeah. I think, I think at some point within the next week or two, they're just they're going to pump the brakes and say, okay, just for now, stay at home. That's what I think is going to happen until we can get this figured out. <clears throat> until we have a better idea. I mean, if, if if anything has been proven, the numbers that you just said about you know new new COVID cases, I I, I do think that we've had sufficient success that we're going to uh, continue to just kind of do how we've been doing. We, we've been prudent enough to keep this thing under under control that will continue to do so, especially when it comes to sending kids to school and all again, all of the variables that go into this with elderly family members that they may be coming home to and teachers and school buses and, and scheduling and blah, blah, blah. It's a lot easier just to say, fuck it. Everybody stay home. Do it online. Let's let's readdress this issue in October. And I think that's what's going to happen. For, for, for the sake of all of us, I hope that's what's going to happen, even though I really want my daughter to go back to school and she's chomping at the bit to go back, um, that it would probably be best to just let's let's wait, pump the brakes and wait until October. Yeah. yeah. So so one of the one of the big issues, too, is is um, it doesn't seem as though any of these schools have any procedure and and this is no. this is one of this this is one of those things that that i i can see 
developing over time, just like, you know, grocery shopping has changed or uh, going on the transit has changed. I could see this this the, this protocol evolving and, and getting better and us figuring out a way to do it in a way that, that makes sense. But like as of right now, it doesn't seem like any of these any of these school boards have any plan for uh, the inevitable br- uh, outbreak, which is going to ha- like it'll happen. Right. It's it's going to happen somewhere. Um, so I think Michigan is is yeah. one of those ones. It's, na- that, that's, it's naive to think that it won't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and I think you know I there there was some out, out outcry in Michigan with with some pictures that were taken in, inside schools with no social distancing and went viral and all that stuff. Um, there's there's a lot of schools that are planning for uh, rolling closures, so uh, somewhat like a you know an outbreak happens and then everyone just goes back to home. And then and they go back. It's like this weird, you know. How how how? Yeah, I know. But how do you plan your? As again, let's go back to the parents. How do you plan your life that way? Yeah, Uh, this is a this is a do it or don't. To me, this 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 can't be half measures. Like whatever they, and that's why I'm hoping they hold off because there's so much going into this. There's you can't plan your life like, OK, I'm at work this week. But, oh, shit, there's an outbreak. Yeah. You know, we're home next week. Like you, you just businesses can't plan. Nobody can plan yeah. when it comes to that. That's how far reaching kids going to school is. Mm-hmm. Well, I honestly, you know, uh, workforces uh, are affected by this. So, yeah, I honestly do hope that uh, what you what you say is right. Uh, this, uh, you saying that that you think that in the next couple of weeks that there's going to be like a whoa, 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 whoa. Let's hold off. You actually, I know it's just Ben McVie talking, but it actually made me feel like a sense of relief. Like, fuck, I really hope that that does happen because everything is moving a little bit too quickly. And it's, it isn't really because this all started in March. Like it's been five, six, almost six months of it, but it just this past couple of weeks. And as we head towards school is moving very, very quickly for myself. This is the, the feeling well, that let, I have. Let's that think, let's think about this. Our, coming let's up think about this relatively speaking. When they started asking us to wear masks to the grocery store three weeks ago, there and about, was it three weeks ago? Yeah, Some, somewhere it, around there. Tape. Yep. Okay, but uh, my point is, when that happened, uh, especially the people who think masks are silly, the first question was, why did we wait this long? And that's a valid question. Why did we wait this long? So if it took us that long to implement a rule where you had to wear a mask in a grocery store, shouldn't it be taking us even longer to figure out how to go back to school? Does that not... I mean, yeah, just, like, just I f- when you look at it that way, I feel like the NHL. To- I feel like the NHL put more time into their return plan to to work than right than the educators are right there's, now. There's so. a great example of how, you know how it's done right because a whole lot of planning, both on the part of the players and the uh, the owners and the players, they they plan this out really well meticulously, but it, it's going to require that kind of planning to send kids back to school even more so. And there has to be, there has to yeah, be, and, to and me, there, there has to be the option, check A or B. Will your kid be coming to school or will they not? Again, on the, on, on the part of parents, I don't think they can say, well, uh, you know, it, we'll see. Maybe we'll send them in October because they have to plan. How many kids are going to be at the school? Like it does have to be when the plan is announced, people's... Uh, um, there has to be an option. There has to be an A, you're going to follow the plan. B, you're saying, no, my kids aren't safe. They're staying home. Yeah. Once, from, you're, once, you're, once you're in that lane, you got you pick a lane and you stay in it. 
from what, you know what I'm uh, fr- yeah, from what I read yesterday, um, <laughs> students, so both parents and students have that option uh, of picking whether or not they want to do continue doing remote learning or whether they want to be in class. Mm. And then there, there are three dates throughout the school year where that that you can change that decision. So let's say uh, for September, you're like, no, 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 I just want to do the remote learning. But by October, you're like, okay, I okay. feel a little bit more comfortable. I think it's like the 13th of October. You're allowed to opt back into classes. Okay, all right, uh, well, you're that's allowed good. to do yeah. Yeah, you're allowed to do that again in January, and then there's a time in March, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, I mean, I reached out to I reached out to my daughter's teacher. You know, what I mean, she's senior kindergarten, so it's a little bit of a different world there than it is in uh, grade school classrooms. And I said, like, hey, what what are your thoughts? And you know, I mean, she's obviously towing the teacher line, and they also didn't really know very much when I did speak to her about it. Um, but she's like, you know, I mean, if, if I respect, if you don't want to send her right away, my suggestion is register her like you normally would, and then call her in sick every day until you're ready to uh, to bring mm-hmm. her in. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, for parents out there that are like, I wonder if I should register your kid for school. Please register your children for school, and then if you decide that you don't want to, at least the registration has taken place because you don't want to be coming to the uh, beginning of September with your hands tied and you, I mean, now your kid's not even registered for school and now you don't, now you don't have a choice. Um, so get them mm. registered. I'm pretty sure that registration for Hamilton uh, Wentworth starts on uh, Monday, the 17th. And that's where you can go on uh, online and they've got, you start answering your questions. Basically there's a bunch of surveys that you're supposed to take about obviously COVID related things and um, what your thoughts are on the upcoming year. So they are looking for parents feedback. I don't know. Well, I don't know how much of that they're actually using for planning anything, but they're asking for it. Yeah, it, it seems it seems like if you if you ask for feedback, you're going to get a lot of feedback, <laughs> and and instead of mm-hmm. and and instead of uh, you know coming up with a fucking plan for school buses, you know they're going to end up responding to emails all goddamn day. <laughs> so maybe maybe they should focus on what how they're going to get the kids to school. Uh, and that's a good tip, though, Mark. Honestly, I, I it's a little it's a little bit of a game the system thing, but I dig it because I, I like gaming the system as far as you know registering them for school and then and then calling them in sick. Um, that that that's. Uh, that that sounds like a lot of people are going to probably do something like that because that's a really clever way to do it. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if they're going to have to worry too much about class sizes for the first little bit. I'm, I'm curious. I think there's going to be a lot of parents that if they have any sort of flexibility in their schedule whatsoever are going to uh, lean towards trying to have their uh, I their yes I, I would think so. The concern as far you know the concern is how many people do have how many people don't have that flexibility yes, yep. and it, the answer is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. A lot. Even with class sizes, you know, a a lot of people are saying, um, a a lot of what I'm reading online is uh, poor ventilation really um, is a a big contributing factor to the spread of coronavirus as well. So whether you have small class sizes or not, if it's an old school and you have a shitty air uh, uh, circulating... um, My kid goes to Westdale... It, the air conditioning, well, yeah, there's air conditioning isn't even in the whole bit. Yeah, it's the yeah. ventilation there is not good. It's an old building. Exactly. It's, it's a very old building. Right? So it doesn't matter. Like, like I, I read something this morning about a, a hospital uh, found, um, it discovered it like that, that, that uh, COVID in the air actually 
does like it, it can infect you like it's not just like the, the the viral load from somebody's mouth but if it circulates through the air and and you come into contact with it you can get covid that way um so yeah like uh, that there's it's just gonna be a mess i i honestly think that it's I, I think that it, that it's it's going to last until the end of September and then it's going to get shut down. That's my prediction because it's going to be they're not prepared for it. You know, you can't just go into something like this and just cross your fingers and hope for the best. Like, it's absurd, especially when yeah. you consider how calculated the entire rollout has been up to this point. Like, I, I, I get that the, you know, I think this is what they probably are going to mean <laughs> is as far as the second wave is concerned, though. You know? It's just so bizarre. Like, it's like, oh, the first wave is done. Send in the children <laughs> like it's such a bizarre way to deal with it they'll soak for, up all the virus <laughs> like, i feel on. for the people that have no choice like like you got the families yeah. that are like you know you gotta work like what are you gonna do like how do you who's gonna take care of your kids I, well I yeah get it. Like, i put up uh i put up a thing on my facebook page a couple days ago and it was uh it was a single well i don't know if it was a single mom but it was a mom talking about the fact that she's got two school-aged children and um, it, it was very similar to my sentiments, which is like, absolutely, I'm not sending my kid to school, but I think I have to. If our and daughter Noah was still, was still requires supervi- uh, supervision age, Amanda and I would be in a full on panic right now. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, we would be in a because both of us have to work. We can't afford to not work. And I, I, I think that's the majority. Tell you the truth, I think that's the the vast majority of families need somebody out, but need both people out working. And there's a lot of single parent homes at that, that point right there. I, what what the fuck? Like you got to yeah. go to work. What have you been doing for the past six months? God love you. And now, uh, yeah, yes, school school is the babysitter for for a lot of kids. Yeah. like and that babysitter is. But it's gonna be shut down. Like it's, it's it's not reasonable. It's it's not reasonable to to go at this with. We keep talking about a plan. There there is no plan. The plan is just back back to school. I mean, like there's there's no you know, aside from you. Know, I mean, four and our grades four and up have to wear masks. There, I'm not really seeing too much. Uh, I just I mean, at, for the past five months, you keep looking on social media and you're like, oh, look, at, look what they're doing in Korea and Taiwan with these desks, with the fucking things. And then in Canada, it's just like, yep, back to school, fuckers. Like, this, this is a part of that thing, though, where I said months ago where we were all staying at home and I was, you know, kind of raging against that and and saying I'm not being insensitive, but there's going to come a certain point, a breaking point in this where the economics of it as opposed to the the humanity of it, the, you know, the, the preservation of life sort of the end, end of it, that economics will take over and will become a significant enough part of the decision making process of all of us that we, we have to start leaning to that. Where it becomes a more and more prevalent in our decision making is the sheer economics of this and nothing more, just the money. Yeah, and the I work think, and the business I, and the economy and all that. Can I think Canada is obviously in the opposite of that right now. So, so you you have you you have definitely the, uh, the U.S. Um, is being led by uh, with the with that in mind, with the economy uh, in mind. Certain parts of it, certain parts aren't. But um, is it is it though? I think it's more politics. 
And I think the, you know, um, the drive to go back sure. to school is more of a, a partisan issue where, you know, you have a president who is running for reelection based on the economy. And so he's driving the economy to get moving because that's the only hope in hell he's got of being reelected. Mm hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah. you know, and here I'm not saying, yes, our, our thinking to this point has been the human side of it. I'm saying that this school going back to school is the first time where economics is a major player in our decision making. Probably mm. the, the first where it is a major, major player in how we do this, that we may wind up doing things and making decisions for our kids, for our families, for ourselves that we wouldn't normally make, but we have to because we simply can't afford not to. Mm. It's interesting. I can't see, let's say for example, so, so do you think, and this is an impossible question for you to answer or any of us to answer because, you know, we're trying to predict the future here, but outbreaks in schools like do you think that that would cause the schools to shut down do you think an up like like I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they react to I, I I just genuinely believe that that there's going to be I think everybody genuinely believes that the opening of schools is going to lead to an increase in COVID cases so it'll be like what's the number what, what number do you need to see? Like what, what, that, what number does the Ontario government need to see before they shut it all back down again? Um, it's, well, I think, and, and I think in the, the answer, States, so. it's, it's, it's a, it, what is it? A 5%. There's something about 5% where the growth curve. Yeah. The growth curve has to be beneath 5% in order to do some of these things. I, mm. I uh, like Fair reopening enough. schools and, and, and major, I don't even know if it's schools. It may it may just be. I just remember hearing that number where if they're going to open up things like amusement parks and malls and blah blah blah, they they're expected to be beneath five percent in terms of a growth rate. So there's probably I would guess a number here that they would need to see, or is there? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I again, this is why I do think that there are so many what ifs that they will probably. Well, I definitely don't think that the day after Labor Day schools will be open. I don't. I really don't. I, I, I think it'll be at least until October where they even have a plan in place. And I think ultimately, Chris, you're probably right that that plan is going to be just everybody just stay at home. It's yeah, I, I hope that um, it just it just seems to me that nothing like like there's no, you know, lowering class sizes. I mean, not to get into the political avenue of it, but like you know, Doug Ford has been has been uh, decimating budgets to increase class sizes. Mm -hmm. So it's like you know, where's that money coming from? It's just it's just a it's just yeah. a shit show. You know, I mean, for and, me at this uh, point, how much money ha how much money have the Canadian government and the Ontario government given not given away, but how much money have we? put towards this in terms of sir benefits so what's another what's another fucking hundred million to hire some teachers like really yeah like we owe billions and trillions of dollars like fuck just hire some fucking teachers so that our kids are safe i mean this is not the time to we're not simple we're not battling because then you're, uh, then you're gonna have a whole faction of people who are saying that they're hiring underqualified people to teach our children i, I again mm -hmm. it, there's so many variables <laughs> once you start wading into this that I, I yeah that 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 will be an issue. Hire more teachers, then you're gonna have people bitching that yeah. Who's this? You got Larry the janitor teaching my kid, sort yeah. of thing. Do you know what I mean? 
It's uh, it, they're just they're, they're, not, not, even do, they're not even doing your Larrys out there. I don't think you're <laughs> yeah. all janitors. Uh, there's just there's there again. There's no plan. Fuck. Even when my even when my daughter and and wife go to karate, they check their temperature on their way in. Mm. They're not checking temperature. Like they're not checking temperatures. It doesn't even it doesn't even fucking make sense. I gotta right. I gotta wait because there's three people inside uh, the source at the fucking mall. I gotta stand outside because there's three people looking at the uh, USB hubs and. Uh, but we can have 500 fucking people in a school that <laughs> it, it, it's, it's complete nonsense. And this is the first time I'll be honest with you th- throughout this entire thing where I've not been impressed with the, uh, the leadership of our, uh, of our province um, mm. up, up until this, I've been pretty, pretty impressed with, uh, with how they've dealt with things because this is the first time, obviously that anybody's ever had to deal with this kind of thing. And that, you know, I mean, that, that goes with the same with school. Like, yeah, they don't have a plan. Because they've never had to come up with this type of plan before. Yeah, the last time something those, like this happened was like expecta- 1918. <laughs> are those expectations really fair? You know, like, yeah, they've got a plan in place for opening a mall, a restaurant, a grocery store. This is this is an unprecedented thing that has happened here. Yeah. That is happening here. It's unprecedented. Never before in history has this happened. You can say that epidemics have happened, but there wasn't no, there wasn't no internet when that yeah. epidemic happened. Do you know what I mean? So this, this is a first and to, to expect our government while they've been trying to just keep the car on the fucking road to suddenly have an education plan. I think the expectations are a bit high, Mark, to say that you're disappointed. And I mean, I'm no Doug Ford fan, but to to have an expectation that they would have this plan in place I think is a bit much. I, yeah, I do. I think that's, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm just saying like right now, the plan, if I can use the, the source at the mall, uh, reference, uh, right now the plan is just, ah, fuck everybody just pile in. You know what I mean? A hundred people can go into the store if they want. And I don't, I mean, we've done everything else in phases. Why is this not being done as if, why are we in phase three of fucking back to school when there yeah. was no phase one and phase two? Like I, like, I, I get, you know, Doug Ford's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, Trudeau's got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of the political leaders have a lot of stuff going on for sure. But like, what is the school board doing? Mm. Like why they, they should have been working on this in March. Like, I don't understand. Like there's got, like there's gotta be some sort of creative solution to something like this. And, and, and it just seems like everyone's just wringing their hands and saying that we can't do it. Uh, instead of offering up any some any semblance of mm. solutions, I, I think these guys are behind the eight ball, um, and it doesn't it doesn't surprise me because it's bureaucracy, and that's kind of what happens. And, yeah. and people are just sit on their hands until <laughs> until it's time to fucking throw them up into the air. You know what I mean? It's mm. like it's ridiculous. It's I don't I don't put it on I don't put it on Doug Ford. I, I mean the the guy. Like, like, it's not. I don't know that it's necessarily his job to solve the problems of the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board. Um, I just think a lot of people are just used to not doing fucking anything, you know. And mm. and 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 they just didn't. You should this this these solutions should have been have been being worked on. They they shouldn't be scrambling to figure out a solution to the busing situation in August, uh, less than a month before school starting. Like yeah, that's absolutely. crazy, absolutely it's, true. It's an excu- it's inexcusable. Like like what the fuck were you doing for the last eight months? Like are you out of your mind? Like that's crazy to me. Like this is their their livelihood is at stake as well. Like that's what I don't understand. Right. Is like, like it's not just like they're unaffected by like like I, I it's crazy, it's crazy to me. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little more forgiving when it comes to that. I just think that, it, again, because of the unprecedented nature, because for the first two or three months, we had no idea uh, who could, you know, uh, we just had no idea about where this thing was going. And I think just I, I, I'd say a little more patience is required, that they will come up with a plan, uh, that it will be an effective one, that there will be options, that there will be controversy, that there will be all those things. But I do think a little more patience is required on behalf of the public. Not a lot, but a little bit. Give them another give them another few weeks now that the, now that the, this is really the focus. And it is mm. give them just a bit more time, I, I guess, is, is sort of how I'm looking at this anyway. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes, right? Yeah. Exactly. Right on. Uh, um, before we... Uh, are, are we good with COVID? I think so. I don't really have... I, I kind of wanted to touch on the school the, the, the school board stuff and... Right. Um, okay, well... The Sesame uh, Street thing. The Sesame Street <laughs> thing. Before we, uh, before we close out, let's see how many of you guys can guess of the top 10 favorite smells in the world. Top 10 favorite smells. Yeah. Ooh, people, or thousands of people cookies. were polled. And uh, <laughs> let's see how many of the best smells in the world you can guess. Cookies, not on the fresh baked cookies, not on the Really? Hmm. Nope. The favorite. Sorry, say that, say that again. Top 10 smells. Top 10, like good smells? The Does best, it have to be good? Best, best smells in the world. Um, bacon. Apple pie, for sure. There is no baking in here, believe no, it or not. No, ba- bacon. 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 Ba- baking. Ba- there's no baking. Bacon is on the list. Bacon, Number yeah. Ten. Number 10. Mm. Coffee? Mm-hmm. Coffee is on that's the list. Be, Number. That's got to be it. That is, honest to God, I, uh, because my Keurig died, I started using our coffee pot again. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going back to the Keurig because I just realized I can set the timer. And when the alarm goes off, if I make it to the alarm, which I rarely do, I'm usually up just before it. And I go and smell coffee. It is the greatest incentive in the world to get out of bed for me. It is, like, man. Oh, yeah. It permeates the whole house. It's actually number three. OK, so you've got uh, you guys have bacon and you have coffee. Hmm. Good smells. Yeah. Fuck. Weed. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's okay. So I'll give you some hints. There's there's Gasoline. other gas. There's a, yes. <laughs> yep. Number four. Oh, good a smell. Match. I was gonna a say match. That. The like, fucking when, sulfur if, on a match. If you stick your nose up to the gas can, no. But if you're standing back while you're pumping it, <laughs> yeah. There's that sweet mm. smell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fresh, what fresh, about, fresh gasoline is number four. W- what about your own farts? Oh, uh, no. so good, especially my lactose ones. <laughs> I, I th- oh yeah, oh absolutely. <laughs> French uh, fries, a, French fries. Nope. There's a couple what? other. There's a couple other food sort of food related K- ones. There's- KFC from twenty five miles away. <laughs> no, no. no, I used to live. I used to live. Uh, there was a KFC two doors down from the apartment building I lived in, and I'm telling you, every day you go, oh, they just dropped another, dropped another basket. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is quite simple. I'll give them to you. Number one is is very. I don't know. This one kind of surprises me. For just fresh air, the mm. smell of fresh air, and actually, it, once you get into really fresh air, it does smell kind of nice. Yeah, like a cold winter day. Just that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Number two is vanilla. <laughs> Number two is what, sorry? Vanilla. Mm. Coffee's number three. Fresh gasoline, number four. (laughs) This one I don't get. Fresh cut grass. Mm. 
Yeah, I, don't, I know that I, one. I don't like the smell of fresh cut grass. It feels like effort. <laughs> I don't. Uh, number six, I surprised you guys didn't get this barbecue. Oh. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven, I love rain just after a rainfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popcorn is eight. Uh, oh, bacon okay. was 10. Number nine, I, <laughs> new books. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. do have a smell, don't they? Definitely. Yeah. And like I'm hockey surprised cards. Remember I'm hockey cards the way those smelled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm surprised the, the good end of a new baby didn't make the list. Not the <laughs> bad new, end. Yeah, or a new car. New car, yeah. no kidding. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's actually like there's actually new car scent that you buy for your old car to put that it in, so it smells yeah, like a new that car. Does, <laughs> the new car scent, don't believe the hype. It's a what, sequel. What that's, year is this? That stuff oh, smells like wait. shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that stuff smells awful, that new car spray. Oh, God. <laughs> right on, guys. That was, that, was, that was a good episode. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, uh, enjoy your day. We're doing we're doing the the draft on Friday. I'm not entirely sure what we're going to be covering tomorrow, um, but hopefully, maybe we'll get a little update on on Ben's Ben's coffee situation. See if he see if he sticks with the, my, with the my pot. Black, black coffee, coffee shirt says. Black coffee, black coffee that's, matters. That's all my shirt says on the front is black coffee. So. That's a great shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I still haven't found the tap out. It's somewhere in the laundry pile. Oh, man. You got you to gotta hold on to that Hooters tap out edition. <laughs> <laughs> the most redneck thing I've commodity. ever owned. I swear to God. Uh, I got to wear it. If school does get back in, it's Noah's graduation year, so I know what I'm wearing to the ceremony already. There's nine, pe- ta- nine people in my trailer head. park have that same shirt on, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow, boys. See you. See you. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.